What is up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of The Potty. Thank you all so much for tuning in again this week. And if you are new, hello, my name is Jess and I am your host for this podcast. Now, if you guys are listening to this potty episode, that would mean that you have seen that we have dropped a new podcast cover art photo, which is so exciting and I'm so rowdy to be sharing this with you guys. But I kind of felt like with my podcasting journey, I have entered the next phase. I feel like I've got my shit together. I know what I'm doing. I'm not so much of a really fresh newbie anymore. And I guess I wanted to project that some way through my podcast. And I thought, what better way than a new cover art photo? So I'm so excited to be announcing this. And with the new cover art photo, I have also decided to be dropping two episodes a week from now on. So they are going to be posted every Monday and Wednesday, a great start to your week and then a little oomph on your midweek. So I'm very excited for that. I just want to pump out as many episodes as I can before I go to Europe so I can help you guys multiple times a week to feel fucking unreal. So that is where we are going with the potty and I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun and I just feel like I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the next step. I'm ready to do this. So that is the kind of vibe. And I hope you guys are as excited as I am and ready to hear me talk some more shit. (laughs) So it's going to be awesome. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about my guide to promoting your best self. And within that, I am going to be discussing the 10 ways, the 10 main ways, I should say, I do, the things I do to promote my best self that I do that helps me feel fucking unreal, that helps me feel good in myself, feel good in my body, that helps me radiate positive energy and be motivated. And I feel like we all need to be feeling this way. Life is too fucking short to be feeling miserable, unmotivated, sloppy, and fatigued and just to be feeling like shit. So I'm going to be going through the 10 things that I do, just some of the things, because obviously there's a lot more to this list, but these are the 10 main things I do to make me feel like a fucking badass every single day of every single week. So let's hop into it. Number one, and for me, this is like by far the most important thing I do. And if you would have listened to really any of my episodes, I feel like you would know how important moving my body is or moving your body. It is so fucking important to practice this daily. If you don't know my story because you haven't listened to my other potty episodes, which if you haven't, what are you doing? Go ahead and check those out. But I used to struggle a lot with my body image and hating myself and I just hated what I looked like. 
every time I looked in the mirror, I just, disgusting. You are disgusting. And I got to a point where I started going to the gym and I, and it, it, at this point, it wasn't, it was more just like all revenge body because I just broken up with my ex. So that was kind of my motivation for it. But as I started going more, I was very into the lifting weights and I, I started going a lot more and I started to really get into it and I was going up in weights, I was lifting more, I was getting stronger, I was feeling fucking unreal and it just transformed me from being a really insecure, shy, hating myself and just full of low self-esteem to then becoming this confident, powerful like literal badass bitch. Like I felt unreal because I could, at one point I was hip thrusting a hundred and I think it was 188 kilos and I learned how to do pull-ups. I, I could, I tried to squat for a while. It wasn't really for me, but I think the main things I was really proud of is my hip thrusting and my pull-ups. And you know, I transformed my physique. I, I used to really hate my physique but as I got stronger I loved that that physique of being strong and it it made it's make me English made me love my physique now because I feel strong in my body and really moral of the story when it comes to moving your body is that practicing it every day it's gonna make you feel fucking unreal it releases endorphins as we all know we were taught about this in school and endorphins make you happy So the more you exercise, if you practice it daily, it's going to release endorphins, make you happy. It's going to make you feel stronger. It's going to make you feel more powerful because you feel capable. You're like, fuck yes, I can do this. The more you go to the gym, the more you train weights, the stronger you're going to get. The more you run, the, the longer you can run, the more endurance you can get or the faster you can run. The more you swim, the longer you can swim for, the faster you can swim for. Like there's so many ways. And with that, you can literally exercise and move your body in any form. It can be bike riding. It can be yoga. It can be dancing. It can be Pilates. It can be swimming. It can be running. It can be walking. It can be fucking anything. You can do anything to move your body. As long as it makes you feel good, you're getting, you're getting yourself out there and out into the world and breaking a little bit of a sweat maybe. As long as you're doing something to move your body, that is what matters. Don't have it in your head that it has to be going to the gym, running as hard as you can, training so fucking hard until you're out of breath because you want to be skinny. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying exercise because it makes you feel good. Get it out of your head that exercise is because you want to lose weight. Fuck no. That is so like 2020. Exercise and moving your body is all about making yourself feel fucking unreal and promoting that like feeling all throughout your life because it is such a good feeling and it's not about being skinny. It's not about wanting to lose weight. It's about feeling good in yourself. So that is number one. And it honestly is probably the most important one because I've had it, it's had such a big impact on my life. But number two, number two comes pretty close, I feel like. And that is limiting my alcohol intake. And I know 
For some people, this is really hard. Some people love going out. Some people love drinking, love clubbing, and that's fine. If that's you, you do you. If you if you can keep a balanced life while doing that, then go, like, go for it. I just personally don't like alcohol. And if you would have listened to the episode where I talked about drinking and how it high-key sucks, you would know that I'm not into that scene anymore and that I've done a lot of experimenting. I've had my fair share and I know it's not for me. But I guess I've learned that I've learned how bad it is for your body because essentially alcohol is a drug and it's a poison and that is so addictive and you're poisoning your body. That can't be good for you. So obviously high amounts of that and drinking it frequently isn't going to be good for you. And I feel like our culture, especially, I mean, I guess Australians and also like just teens in general, we are kind of depicted that we should be drinking all the time and that's what you see in movies and that's what you learn about in school that like that's what teens do. So I feel like we're just all influenced and have it in our heads that we should be drinking all the time and the idea of a fun weekend is to go out and drink, is to go clubbing, is to party hard. And I just think that there's so much more to life and when I drink, fuck, I feel so bad I, I always, whenever I used to drink, I always drank way too much. And again, I spoke about all of this in my alcohol episodes. So if you really want to dive in into my experience, you can go check that one out. But I used to drink such big, big amounts because I wanted to be fucked off my face. And that used to cause me to vomit basically every single time. I would wake up with the worst fucking hangovers. I would be fatigued for days. I mean, like, proper fatigued. I couldn't concentrate. I was gluggy. I was hazy. And I would just feel sad, sad and question my life and my life decisions for like the whole week until it hit the weekend. And I was like, yeah, let's get drunk, party, woohoo. Like that was the whole cycle I lived in. And breaking that cycle, I feel so much fucking better. I don't feel hazy. I don't feel gluggy. I feel motivated. I feel ready for life. And I have learned that there's more important things than just drinking, than clubbing, than going out. I prioritize spending time in nature, talking to people, getting out of my comfort zone. All that shit to me is so much more important than drinking alcohol. And that is what makes me feel so much better. So number two for me, definitely limiting your alcohol intake and again I'm not telling you to stop drinking I'm not telling you that like what you should do it's your life you choose what you want to do just know that if alcohol makes you feel like shit then why do you drink it ask yourself why am I drinking alcohol yes frequently or not frequently sorry occasionally I think that like yeah have a bit of fun it's you know like it's just what we do but I just question that, you know, if you're going out every single weekend, it is it something you actually want to do? Does it actually serve you or are you just going out because your friends are going out? So just, just ask yourself that question. But number two, definitely limiting your alcohol intake. Number three, and this is definitely as well a huge fucking one. This is massive. Sleep. Do you know how fucking important sleep is for your body? You probably don't. We've learned about it in school. If you did psychology in school, you probably learned about it in psychology. But it is so 
so, so important and so many of us don't give a fuck about it. Now, that used to be me 100% in school. I never used to care about my sleep. I would stay up so late. You know, your parents would come in and be like, turn your phone off, go to sleep. I'd be like, yeah, 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 I will. And then they leave, they go to bed and you're just on your phone. I did that. I would stay up so late, you know, scrolling through Instagram, scrolling on TikTok, talking to the boy I was interested in on FaceTime. Like I would stay up so late and then wake up early for school and I barely got any sleep. No wonder I was so exhausted and unmotivated and I felt like shit constantly because I didn't give a fuck about my sleep. But now, now that I'm out of school, now that I'm trying to prioritize myself and my well-being and try to be the best version of myself, I'm like, fuck, sleep is actually so important. And when I get it, when I get an adequate amount, I feel so much better. And for, for me, for myself, I have definitely found that eight, 8.5 to 9 hours of sleep works the best for me. I need a lot of sleep. And I found that when I sleep really early and then wake up really early, I feel so much better than when I sleep late and, and then sleep in. So technically I'm getting the same amount of sleep, but for me, it works so much better when I wake up early because I just, I just feel like it makes me feel so much more motivated because I'm getting up early and I don't know, it just does. There's probably some science behind going to bed early compared to going to bed late. And it could also be a very common sense, but I just think, yeah, it just makes sense in my head. So let's just roll with it. But yeah, sleep is so important. And I definitely want to do a podcast episode that dives into sleep and how actually important it is. And another thing with sleep, sleep and alcohol. So the last one I spoke about, limiting your alcohol intake. When I drink, I don't sleep. I physically can't sleep. It's fucked. Even if I get home and I go to bed at like, I don't know, 5am, I will be awake at 7am. I can't sleep. It doesn't work. And the sleep you also get when you drink is fucked. It, it, it literally like equates to nothing. It's not adequate sleep because you're not getting your REM sleep. And this is all stuff I learned about in psychology, but, um, REM sleep is very important. It's like your deep sleep. So if you don't know what it is, it's basically like if you don't get your REM sleep, you aren't getting your deep sleep and you need deep sleep. And yeah, I don't sleep when I drink. So that's also another reason why I don't like to drink because I know how important sleep is for your body. So when I drink, I don't sleep. And then it just makes me feel like shit. So that's number three. Getting a good amount of sleep is very, very, very important. Number four, nourishing your motherfucking body. This is something as well I never used to care about. When I was growing up, I was like, fuck veggies, fuck fruit. I don't want to eat that healthy shit. Get it out of my face. No, I wouldn't touch the salads. I wouldn't touch my veggies. You know, when you're picking what to have on your meal, say if there's like a Christmas little meal or not even Christmas like a family meal and and all the the bowls are laid out on the table and I would always just pick like the unhealthy shit like the bread give me a bit of meat and then like not the salad I used to hate leafy greens I would only eat iceberg lettuce 
like I hated, I, I just did not like healthy food. And like in primary school, me and my brother, we, or even like high school, like early high school as well, we would pack our own lunches and both of us would pack healthy stuff that was like um that you could use multiple days in a row so not like a banana not like cut up cucumber that got really gross after one day of being in your school bag all day we would choose things like a carrot or an apple and that is what you could use every day or throughout the week so when we were packing our lunchbox we used to put those in into our lunch into our lunchbox at the start of the week and then we would pretend like we ate it but we didn't and just reuse those things every day so it would we would show our parents be like yeah we've got healthy food in there but then we wouldn't actually eat the food and just reuse it every day so you got to do what you got to do when you're a kid all right you got to do what you got to do to eat the snacks the scooby snacks the roll-ups the lee snacks oh I missed being a kid and all that all those snacks they're so good but yeah I never used to give a fuck and then when I started going to the gym and when I got glandular fever, because if you haven't listened to my other episodes, I got glandular fever when I was 18. Yes. So last year I got glandular fever and I was very, very, very sick. And I got like tonsillitis like five times within a very short span of time. I was had a cold every second week and I had a look at my diet and I was like, well, first of all, I'm drinking so much alcohol. Second of all, I'm not nourishing my body at all. So then when I started going to the gym, I started to realize that, fuck, I need food to fuel my body. If I want to lift heavy, if I want to like keep progressing, I need to nourish my body so I can have energy, so I can have fuel. And that is when it really got into my head that, Food is fuel. Food is so important and you should be feeding your body whole foods, good foods, so you can feel fucking unreal. And when I had a look at my diet, when I had glandular fever, I was like, I'm not doing this at all. So I really tried to just start jamming as many fucking vegetables in my diet as I could. I ate so many leafy greens because... They were good for your gut and your gut is so important in your health. It is literally connected to everything. It's connected to like anxiety and like your mental health, how you feel like your gut is connected to so much stuff. So don't underestimate the power of looking after your gut. So I, yeah, I literally ate like would eat so much healthy stuff and now it's what I prefer to do. Fuck, of course, I'm going to have some treats here and there. I'm not perfect. Nobody is. not saying that you should be perfect. Fuck no. It's all about moderation. And yes, sometimes I'll grab a block of chocolate. I'll eat the whole fucking thing and my day goes on. I'm, I'm proud of myself for it because why not? But for the majority of the part, like I try to eat 80%, 20%. 80% good, 20%, you know, could be better, but 20% happy foods, stuff that, you know, it's like a little treat. Not that it has to be a treat because, you know, it's all about moderation. But that's how I eat and I think that it's a lot better. And I just prioritize in my head that food is fuel and I need to nourish my body if I want to feel good. And that's what keeps me going because sometimes it's hard. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes eating healthy quotation marks because we all have a different version of what healthy is but sometimes eating 
like that is it's not easy and and it can be difficult and cooking and stuff like that but it is oh my butt is hurting a little bit (laughs) but it is it is very 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 important and if I'm being honest I forgot what I was talking about so number four is (laughs) nourishing your body that is very 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 important Moving on to number five. Let's hope I don't lose my lose my train of thought on this one. <laughs> number five is making your bed. It literally takes, I think, not even 30 seconds. Okay, probably 30 seconds in the morning to make your bed. Now, when I was growing up, my brother, he used to make his bed all the time. And I used to say, why the fuck are you making your bed? You're literally just going to sleep in there. Why would you make it like do it up to then like mess it up at night? It makes no sense. And then as I started to get older and I started to go on my self-love, self-discovery journey, I started to understand the importance of making your bed. Now, there's two things in this that I feel like it does for me. One, it starts my day off with a win. It starts my day off good. You get up, you make your bed, boom. That's one thing you've done already that you can tick off your list that's made you feel good, that you've been productive and you've woken up like just then. It makes you feel motivated and ready for the day and makes you feel productive and like you are capable of achieving whatever you want throughout the day. And number two It just makes your environment feel so much cleaner and that therefore makes you feel motivated. I know for me, my desk is in my room and I usually, you know, I'll record my episodes in my room. I'll do some work in my room. I spend a lot of time at my desk and if I had a messy bed, for me, that would feel very unmotivating and I would kind of just want to crawl into it in a bowl and just be sloppy and lazy. That is the vibe I get from having an unmade bed. But when I do have it done, it makes me feel put together and it makes me feel productive and motivated and and like I can achieve more than if I were to have a messy bed. So that is why I think making your bed is very, very, very important at the start of the day. And then when you hop into bed at night, you have a clean freshly made bed that you can just slip into rather than having to like scavenge for the covers and it just makes sense so making your bed number five very 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 important number six mindfulness I feel like everybody preaches this but some people don't understand what it is some people it doesn't work for them they don't like it they don't really know what to do Sometimes I feel like it's quite confusing at what you're supposed to do. Like people tell you, practice mindfulness, like you should be doing this, you should be doing that. But it's like, what am I actually supposed to be doing? And mindfulness for me, I don't actually know the proper definition, but really how I see it is that it is a way for you to connect deeper within yourself. It is, it's a way for you to face what you're feeling, to face your deep thoughts work through them, work with yourself, to to connect with yourself and to just be like, look after yourself, be nice to yourself. And that is kind of how I see it when I practice mindfulness. And it just, it just calms me, makes me feel good, makes me feel centered, makes me feel ready for whatever I am about to approach. 
So there's a couple of ways I like to practice mindfulness and one of them, I have started doing yoga in the morning. So I wake up, I make my bed and then I start a 10 minute yoga exercise. I usually just follow YouTube. I've been following this one chick and she has a thing you can sign up for where you can do it for 30 days. So she emails you a new yoga routine every morning and I feel like that makes it quite convenient for me because then I'm like okay well I have to do it I have it right here like what's stopping me but I feel like when I wake up in the morning I'm always so tense my body hurts and I need to stretch it out and if I don't I feel kind of grumpy and I feel like oh like that is that's literally what I would use to describe how I feel like that that is my body in the morning so when I don't do it I just feel like shit and then I'm like, and when I do do it, I feel so much better. Like I feel like I've connected with myself and in the videos that I watch, she repeats an affirmation through the whole thing. Like for example, I'm grateful for the people around me and you repeat that to yourself constantly through the yoga exercise and it, 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 you start to believe it. It makes you start your day off on a positive note. You're talking positively to yourself and you're expressing gratitude for something in your life. And I feel like that is a very important way and a great way to start your day. And it just makes you feel so much better. Like yoga is so good. And it also like connects you with your thoughts. Like, yeah, you have to like be doing these movements and also like your thinking as well. And I feel like that, you know, actually facing your thoughts is a very important thing. And that brings me to my next point with journaling. Everybody tells you that you should journal. Like if you talk to a psychologist, they'll tell you a great way of mindfulness is meditation or journaling. They are very much for it. And I feel like a lot of, you know, people who preach about like self-love and stuff like that, they say to journal as well. And 100%, I think journaling is so important. But I also know from experience that it's not that easy. It is not that easy. It's hard to stay on top of. A lot of the times we forget, a lot of the times we don't feel like doing it, we're too lazy to do it, we, we're just like, oh, we'll do it tomorrow, or we'll do it later, like, it's it's something very easy to brush past, like, brush aside, you're like, nah, not right now, and I've definitely fallen for that, 100%, I do that, it's, it's something that unless it's embedded in your routine, well, for me, I find it hard to stick to, unless it's really embedded in my routine, so... In saying that, I just want to validate to you that it's okay if you're struggling with it. It's it's not it's not that easy to pick up. That like any habit though, you have to have it into your inch you have to have it in your routine. You have to put it in your routine. And so just know that I'm with you. It's not that easy. But for me, and journaling works differently for everybody. Like everything, not everything works the same for everybody. And I found that physically writing and journaling through written words, that is a lot harder for me than video journaling. So what I like to do is wherever I am, if I think about something, you don't always have a pen and paper on you. I'll either sit there and talk to myself, just like, you know, stare at the sky, stare at a wall and just talk to myself. I'll get my phone out because majority of the time you always have your phone and I'll just press record and I'll just start talking to myself. And I feel like that for me, is such better release and satisfaction than writing. And what I've also been doing recently is at night, before I go to bed, so usually 
Uh huh. If I can speak, that would be great. Usually before I go to bed, I will read a little bit. So before I read, I will make my room dark, light a candle, play like meditation music. Not a med- not a guided meditation, just meditation music. Sit on my bed and I will just like be in darkness just with the candle lit. And I will just talk to myself and I will say what I'm grateful for. I'll say like, I am powerful. I am exactly where I need to be right now. I am strong. And I'll say, (laughs) I'll say stuff like that just to myself. And I'll probably do it for about five, 10 minutes, just however long. And if I, if I have something on my mind, I'll talk myself through that. Basically everything you would do journaling, I just do that through like, verbal words and I feel like again that makes me feel so much more satisfied than if I were to write it down so find what works for you if written if written journaling doesn't work try video journaling and you'll you'll find what makes you feel the most calm satisfied makes you connect with yourself even more and I feel like with mindfulness I also take into play talking to yourself positively and I feel like we are all we are all guilty that is what I'm looking for (laughs) she was she was trying hard to find it we are all guilty of talking so negatively to ourselves saying you're not good enough you should be doing more you're ugly you're fat you have no friends you suck at this And we say that constantly to ourselves to the point where we believe it and we no longer feel confident in ourselves, in our abilities and in who we are. And that is so fucking self-destructing. But again, it's something we are all capable of. Our biggest competitor is our fucking minds. It is so hard to tackle what the fuck goes on in your head. And you know, I used to say all of that shit to myself every day, constantly look in the mirror. I would pick apart every single thing about me, talk shit to myself because I didn't fucking like myself. I hated who I was. I was literally just a piece of shit in my head. And now that I have, you know, used exercise to become stronger, to feel more powerful, I now feel better in myself. And that has definitely changed my whole you know, self-concept. But with keeping up with that, I'm also telling myself, you are capable. You are strong. You can fucking do this. You are a kind person. You are doing so well. You are exactly where you need to be. And I tell myself this to keep myself going, to know that I can fucking do whatever I put my mind to. And it's so important. If you want to feel fucking unreal then you have to talk positively positively to yourself. You have to have a good relationship with yourself because otherwise you're not going to get there. You can't be your best self but but talk negatively to yourself because deep down that means that you are not happy with who you are. If you're telling yourself when you look in the mirror that, oh, I should lose weight, that means you're not happy with yourself, that means that you feel like you need to change, but yet you are so fucking perfect how you are, you're fucking amazing, 
And I think we need to cut the shit, cut cut telling ourselves that we are not good enough, that we need to be doing this, doing that, being better. No, you are good exactly how you are. But work on being a better version of yourself. And if that involves losing a bit of weight because you don't feel confident, then that is fine. I'm not telling you not to do anything like that. I'm just saying that don't look in the mirror and say, I need to lose weight because I look fat. Look in the mirror and say, I want to feel stronger. I want to feel more powerful. So I am going to, you know, run more, not more, but I'm going to focus on running and see my progress. I'm going to focus on lifting and see my progress. Do you, like, it's not about... It's not about, it's a, it's, it's about talking, having a good relationship to yourself, talking positively to yourself and fucking off the negative comments that you make about yourself because you're only going to form a bad relationship with yourself and fill your head with self-doubt because you will believe it. You will believe what you tell yourself if you say it over and over and over again. And I feel like we are all guilty of this, but it is a fucking pattern that we need to change if we want to become our best selves. So number six, practicing mindfulness, connecting with yourselves, talking positively to yourself is so important in promoting your best self. Number seven, vitamins. Now, I feel like this is a very controversial topic, but I am going to say my opinion on vitamins. Not even controversial. I just feel like there's so much shit out there and people push stuff down your throat about vitamins and that's not what I'm here to do. I'm telling you what I, my opinion about it. First of all, I think it's so important to be getting adequate amounts of your vitamins, your vitamin A, B12, vitamin E, vitamin D, vitamin C, all the fucking vitamins you can possibly get, iron and all that good shit. You need to be getting adequate adequate levels of that if you want to feel your best. And if that means you have to go get a blood test from the doctors to see how, like what your levels are, then do it. And for me, I think this ties into having a good diet and nourishing your body. If you are doing that, then then majority of the time you won't need supplements, but also it's different for every person. Some people, like some females really lack iron because of their menstrual cycle. So that means that we do need to take iron supplements and that's totally fine. It obviously depends on your diet as well. If you're a veggie, if you're vegan, if like, there's a lot of different factors that come into play, but I think that it's so important that you are getting the right amount of nutrients and vitamins in your diet. So that comes with food, but also I think supplements also help me. It really makes me like feel like I top off all my vitamins that I need. And, you know, I do take a vitamin one and I take a couple. I take a probiotic because they're also really important and don't want to be getting no yeast infections if we do need to take an antibiotic because I've learned from experience that does happen and it's not good. But Yeah, I think supplements, if like, obviously, if you need to talk to a doctor, then do that. But I take a couple, not telling you that you should. Obviously, I think that an adequate and healthy and nourishing diet, that is what you should prioritize rather than taking supplements because you should not replace them. They, it's not the same thing. You should be having a good diet and then 
if you need something else, then you do. You know, sometimes life just works in that way. But also, a main component of vitamins is getting enough vitamin D. So fucking go outside, get some sunshine, go out and live. I think going outside and being in the fresh air, being in the sunshine is so good for my mental health. It, it just makes me feel like I'm connecting with nature. And I always feel so much better when I'm outside, you know, going to waterfalls. I fucking love waterfalls. Going to waterfalls, going to the beach, just lying in the sun makes me feel so much better than sitting in my room and, you know, doing work. Obviously, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Got to prioritize the potty sometimes, which I wouldn't have it any other way. But go outside. So many of us don't do that enough. When I was younger, I used to be inside all the time and in my room, on my phone. And I I never really went outside unless it was, unless I was forced to, unless I had to. Like, you know, if I went to school, I'd have to go outside. But even that, like, I, you know, you're kind of indoors, but I never really was like, oh, I'm voluntarily going to go for a walk. I'm voluntarily going to go for a run. Unless in my head, I was like, oh, I ha- I want to lose weight. So let's do this. Let's exercise because I want to lose weight. It was never for my mental health, never because I wanted to be outside in nature. And now I'm outside like all the time. I'm like lying by the pool. I'm at the beach. I'm at waterfalls. I'm going on walks. I'm constantly outside because I love being outside and it makes me feel so good so don't underestimate the importance of going outside and the importance of getting vitamin d because it's so good for you number eight and this is a big one and not a lot of people are going to be happy with this but it's honestly so important and that is limiting your fucking use of social media we are all Every single one of us are guilty of sitting down and scrolling, going on your phone, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Next thing you know, 15 minutes goes by, 25 minutes goes by, 35, 45, an hour, two hours. We've all done it. We know what it's like. It is addicting. So fucking addictive. And it is not good for us. It is not good if you are spending all your spare time on your phone. This used to be me. I would come home from school after being in a room all day in a classroom on a device because, you know, you'd have to be on your laptop or back before there was a phone ban at school. I don't know if anybody else had that, but we ended up getting that introduced in Victoria. But in like year 11 and 12, 12, I think it was, we had a phone ban. So we weren't allowed phones at all at school. But before that, I was on my phone all the time during class. So looking back, even though at the time I was not impressed, it is like was so beneficial for students to not have their phones at school because we'd literally be on them all the time, even in class. Like I didn't give a fuck about getting in trouble. I just like wanted to be on my phone because I was addicted to seeing like the new post, to being up to date. And yeah, I would, I would be at school on my devices all day, come home, lock myself in my room and be on it all night. Whether that was watching videos, talking to people on FaceTime, scrolling through Instagram, I would be on it until nighttime. A lot of the time I wouldn't even like really like I would eat dinner late because I was just too busy scrolling on my phone and oh, I just like wish I could just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like just scream at myself and be like, just like get outside, fucking live a little. There's so much more to life than being on your motherfucking phone. And I've definitely come to that conclusion now. 
because I realized I felt like shit all the time. And because I would, I would look at my phone, look on social media, find myself comparing myself to every single person on there. And then that would make me feel shit about myself, make me feel bad and have low self-esteem. So nowadays, what I have done to combat my social media issue is I have unfollowed every single person on Instagram that I feel does not fuel me and give me energy nowadays. Like if I'm looking at your photos and I'm comparing myself and I feel like a level of comparison is important in in life because it motivates you but I mean that in a healthy way I don't I compare myself in a way that is like oh like that person's doing that maybe that means I should do this so I can work a little bit harder and do this like I think a level of comparison is healthy but not when I'm looking at somebody else's body and thinking fuck I'm fat compared to her I I hate myself because she has a much better body than me and like I I feel like this kind of sounds very, you know, self-centered and it's like, why would I be unfollowing my friends if I'm doing that? But I wouldn't even necessarily say I, I, it's my friends. It's just like random people, like random famous people. You know, you just have like random people you follow on Instagram. That's what I have. And obviously now I'm much more, a lot more confident in who I am. So I don't really find myself doing that to other people's bodies anymore because I love myself and I can appreciate other people's bodies for how they are. But back when I was healing, it's what I needed to do. And if that's what you need to do, then fucking prioritize yourself. It's your life. It's your social media. It You have to decide what you see that's going to make you feel good. And if you need to unfollow people, then do it. There's nothing stopping you. Fucking do that. So that is what I did to kind of filter out what I was seeing. I unfollowed people that didn't add value to my life. And even if I was just seeing random people's photos that like I didn't care about, that was just shit, like I unfollowed them because like I don't care, to be honest. Like I know that sounds kind of harsh, but I don't. I I wanted my Instagram to be filled with people who add value to my life, like-minded people who inspire me. And that is what I've created my feed to be. I also, and I know this is going to upset a lot of people because, oh, it's how a generation interacts and connects and communicates, but I deleted Snapchat. Do you understand like the, like Snapchat is so, it's kind of pointless and kind of dumb. I feel like I can understand the need for it in high school because that is how everybody communicates with everybody. And if you don't have it, it's like you're left out and you're like, you know, you're behind in life. You got to get onto that. You're your uncool. And like I've said before many times, high school is all about being cool and fitting in. That's what we prioritize. So I feel like I understand having Snapchat in high school. I get it. But now coming out of high school, I was like, why the fuck do I even have this? Because I have realized that I much prefer to prioritize talking to people in person. So why the fuck am I going to, like, why would I want to talk to people on Snapchat through a photo, not even any words that I don't even like to see you talk to in person. That is not how I want to communicate. That is not how I want to live my life. I would much prefer to see you in person or call you on the phone or message you on iMessage rather than through photos of my face. That's just like constant. So you're not even like talking. So I deleted it. I got rid of it. Well, first of all, I stopped talking to everybody that didn't add value to my life. Because, you know, on Snapchat, you talk to literally so many people. And that comes from doing streaks. Do we all remember streaks when you would just send that send that to every single person? 
And I feel like that just like that, even though if you stop streaks, it just kept you talking to people that you like don't even actually talk to in person. And so I stopped doing that. I stopped talking to people I wouldn't actually like hang out with, talk to in person. And then that left me with very few people. And then I was like, well, I'm just going on this app for no reason because I can easily talk to these people on iMessage or call them on the phone. And it just was wasting so much of my time because it was just routine. My finger would automatically press on snapchat even though like even if i didn't want to i was just addicted so i was like fuck off i deleted it it's gone and i haven't looked back since it's been so refreshing to not have that and i think that it's it's honestly such a good thing to do again if you love it if that's how you feel it's best for you to communicate then do that by all means i'm not trying to tell you to delete it it's just what worked for me and i just think that it's very it was a very good change in my life but Social media is seriously so detrimental and it honestly sucks that our society is so consumed with it. And I feel like for me, it's hard sometimes. Like I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect when it comes from social media. It's still a topic that I'm trying to tackle because for me, I'm very much like I use social media as a creative outlet for me. I like to, obviously with my podcast, make my episodes. So I'm on technology. I like to promote my podcast episodes. So I'm on social media and I like to, you know, create videos to inspire people. So I'm on social media. But I also think for, like that there's a difference between using it for creativity and using it to mindlessly scroll. I get a lot more out of what I do than if I were to mindlessly scroll. And I feel like that is what I need to keep in mind. You know, if I feel myself being too, like on social media for so long, I just be, I'll be like, oh, take a break. We'll go outside. I'll also be like, you're trying to help other people. You're trying to inspire other people. So that, that to me validates me going on social media because I'm trying to help other people become the best version of themselves and live a happy fucking life. So yeah, I definitely think that there's a difference between that, but I feel like with social media, another thing that I have also done is I've stopped going on my phone before I go to sleep. Like I said earlier, I like to do the um, audio or verbal, I should say, verbal journaling, and then I like to read before I go to bed. And then in the morning, I don't look at my phone when I first wake up. I probably go about half an hour. Sometimes it's an hour. It's really whatever my day looks like. And I won't go on my phone. I'll just, you know, do my yoga, make my bed, drink some water, prioritize myself. And that makes me feel so much better rather than going on my phone. And, you know, right before I go to sleep, I can't sleep well because the blue light is like fixated. Like my eyes are just like... It's just so overwhelming trying to go to sleep after I've just been on my phone. Like I can't, I can't do it. And then when I wake up in the morning, bombarding myself with social media and my phone, it's just, it's just too much. It's not good for my mental health. So I've, I'm going to say I've tried to stop doing that because I'm not perfect. Like I said, sometimes it doesn't always work out and that's okay. It's the fact that I'm actually trying. I'm giving it a go and I'm trying to better myself because it's not about being perfect. If you're trying to go every day being perfect, you're going to fail. It's about progress and trying and then you'll get better. It will be in your routine. You'll get there. But perfection is a piece of shit, basically. And 
don't focus on trying to be perfect with it something like don't if if you are trying to meditate every day and you mess up one day it's not about that it's the fact that like look at all the other days you've meditated on and the fact that you went from nothing to then meditating every other day other than that one day like it's not about it's not about that it's not about you know trying to be perfect when you start something it's just about giving it a go and you'll see you'll see the progress so yeah Moral of the story is, it's with so, especially with social media, you're not going to be perfect at it, and it's it's hard thing to tackle because we have grown up with it our whole lives, and we are addicted. We are all addicted to social media, so it's a hard thing to tackle. But as long as you're taking little steps and you're doing things to promote, you know, getting outside, getting off your phone, getting out into the real world, meeting new people, as long as you're doing that, I think that you are winning. Number nine is surrounding yourself with a positive environment because I feel like your environment is so important and it affects so much about you like it influences your actions it influences your mood it just implement influences your whole vibe and I know for me I back when I was living in Melbourne I did not have a positive environment I was living in a place that I fucking hated I was miserable. The people around me weren't really my people. They were just people I went to school with. They didn't, I didn't feel like they fueled me as a person. They didn't give me a lot of energy. I just felt very like monotone. If that is even a word to describe it, that's, that's what I'm using. So, so just understand it, right? Just work with me here. I just felt, I just felt just not my best. And I, I just wasn't in a very positive environment. And moving up to Queensland, I have really transformed my whole environment. I'm in a new place. It makes me feel so inspired to fucking like explore, to live every day, to just be my best self. But I've also surrounded myself with like-minded people. I haven't come up here and just sat in my room, not done anything, have no friends. I've gone out, found like-minded, non-judgmental and supportive people to fuel me as a person. If you're surrounding yourself with people who don't fuel you, fuel you, people who judge you, people who make you feel like shit for being yourself, then you need to get out of that environment. Find some new friends, find some people who actually fuel your soul and make you feel fucking unreal, make you happy, make you feel supported, make you feel good about yourself because life is too short to be sitting at a table that does not serve you anymore. If you have friends that make you feel like that, then you need better friends because they are not for you. And trust me, you will find your people. You will find people who make you feel like you belong, who make you feel like you're good enough, who make you feel like you're powerful, you can do what you what you want and who will be proud of you no matter what you do. You will find people who will like that. So don't feel like you have to settle for people who make you feel like shit or settle for an environment that does not serve you. I'm not saying move states, but your environment definitely, your environment involves your people. But if it's like the geographical location, you know, look into doing something about that. You'll be surprised at what you can change if you put your mind to it. But I do think that people play a massive, massive, massive part in a positive environment. And yeah, so that is definitely number nine. Lucky last. Number 10. Getting out of your comfort zone. I know it is scary as fuck 
Getting out of your comfort zone is not easy. It is terrifying. Pushing yourself out in new situations with new people, it is scary. I know. I used to never. I used to be so shy. I used to struggle from social anxiety. I used to walk into a room, think that everybody fucking hated me, think, why am I even here? Why do I deserve to be here? Nobody likes me. I should just go home. I should leave. Nobody wants to hear what I say. I felt that. I know what it's like. I felt like everybody fucking hated me. But putting yourself out of your comfort zone is literally one of the best things you can do for yourself to be your best self. And it puts you in a new situation, allowing you to learn new things about yourself and to increase your confidence. Back in Melbourne, like I said, I struggled from social anxiety. I, I struggled to hang out with people alone. Unless it was like one of my, my really, really, really close friends who I've known for a very long time. And like I was like very close with. Unless it was one of them. Like if it was somebody else, I like have had such bad anxiety. I couldn't do it. I was so scared. I would back out. Like I just couldn't do it. But, you know, coming up here, I've pushed myself out. And I mean out of my comfort zone. I have gone to so many community events by myself, meeting new people, introducing myself, getting out there. You know, I've started this podcast. I put myself out there and I feel like it's made me feel so much more confident as a person because I'm meeting so many new people and I'm being my true self and I'm not being afraid of who I am. And it's seriously, if you want to be your best self, this is what you have to do. You have to put yourself out of your comfort zone and reach like like progress reach the next level and you know like I said I used to be afraid to hang out with new people and now I'm going to community events by myself every week I go to about three or four a week because I love meeting new people now I love putting myself out of my comfort zone because I know that it is going to help me grow as a person and to be my best self so number 10 a big one get yourself out of your motherfucking comfort zone if you want to be a bad ass bitch. So guys, that is all I have for today. Those are the 10 ways that I nowadays, daily or every week, I promote my best self. I work to becoming my best self. So I hope that they helped you in some way and that you can relate, you can intertwine some of these things into your routine because honestly, I think that they're so beneficial for you and I would not be telling you this shit if I didn't believe it. It's what I have done to transform myself into becoming the best version of myself. So like I said, I hope it's inspired you and that you can use it to your advantage to help you become the best version of yourself. If you think this episode costs could possibly benefit anybody else feel free to share it around and give the potty a follow give it a follow so you can stay updated get like notified when a new episode comes out or or i should say and feel free to follow the potty instagram at let's peel and heal i post a lot of shit on there that you would be missing out on if you don't give it a follow so make sure you do that But other than that, guys, I think that's all my promos I have to do for the end. But I hope you all enjoy the rest of your day. You are wonderful. You're amazing. You're doing such a great job. And I am so proud of you. But other than that, I will see you guys on Monday for a new episode. Have a wonderful week. Bye, guys. Bye.